Hello, this is Joy, and I'm here with my sister Angie, and today's a little different. We're going to be talking about a book that I have read and Angie has not. Uh, it's called Love and Other Great Expectations by Becky Dean, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the summary. American girl Britt Hansen has always preferred scoring goals on the soccer field to analyzing dusty old books, but when an injury ends her dream to play in college, she jumps at the chance to compete in a scavenger hunt in England that takes her to the locations of classic novels. Mm. The prize money would change her life. I'm already interested. I know. This is why I picked this mm. one because I knew you would be interested. Mm. Once in the UK, she meets bookish and very British Luke Jackson. <laughs> he can't actually help her with any of the clues. That's against the rules. But something about Luke compels her to invite him to join her. She wouldn't mind getting to know him and listening to his accent. Hmm. To win, Britt must outsmart three competitors who aren't afraid to play dirty while solving clues and traveling around the English countryside. Along the way, Britt learns that sometimes you have to follow the map and other times you need to throw caution to the wind and see where the cobblestone road leads you. Well, I want to read this book, and why didn't I write this book? <laughs> well, okay. That, so, is, that is the most clever, mm -hmm. that is the most clever book idea I think I've ever heard of. If, if you like England, and you like to read, yes. and you love the old English classics like yes. I do. Oh my gosh, so, tell me more. <laughs> when I saw the book title, I said, this has Angie written all over it. Just by the title? Oh, you Yeah, mean, well, yeah. Great Expectations oh, is the name oh, of the, love and other the Great, great expectations. expectations. So it's a play okay. on Charles Dickens, you know, has okay. a book called Great Expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It is the plot is genius. It I mean, is. You now I want to know if the book is as good as the description. Well, <laughs> this is where I don't want to taint. Okay, I don't, don't want to get you off track. Here, I don't want to taint our reader's opinion or your opinion with my opinion. But just keep <laughs> isn't in mind, that why we're doing this to give yeah. our opinions? <laughs> yeah. But okay. So I'll just go ahead. I don't want to discourage anyone from reading the book. Okay. But it is a young adult novel, and I'll just say this: I love, I love YA, young adult. I've always loved it. But after you've read dozens of them, you start to notice patterns, and you start mm -hmm. to notice cliches that these young adult writers always do. And I'll just go ahead and tell you: the girls always second guess what their love interest is saying. What did he mean by that? Does he like me or doesn't he? And in the reader, in our mind, as an adult woman, I'm like, yes, he likes you. It's obvious. <laughs> but they always second guess everything the guy says, and that drives me insane. Mm -hmm. The second thing is they always want to describe what the guy, their love interest, smells like. And he always smells like pine. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But every book I ever read, when we leaned in to kiss, I caught a faint smell of pine. Almost every time. I'm like, do you really want your guy to smell like pine? Hmm. I'm Not sorry. Really, no. that, um, that's just one of my pet peeves. So I want you to notice if you read these young adult books that every time the girl has a love interest, mm -hmm. she's going to question everything he says, even though it's obvious, mm -hmm. and he's going to smell like pine. Just keep that in mind, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind is straight here, <laughs> but I'm sitting here thinking, I probably could have come up with that idea, yeah. but I guarantee you I couldn't have written the book to back it up. Okay. okay. Well, I will say that the plot is genius because, mm -hmm. yeah, 
you you get to go to England with this character, and if you're into English literature, like mm-hmm. I know Angie and I are, mm-hmm. uh, you, you actually get to go along with the characters to the places of the novels, which is which is cool. Which I mean, I'm already out with Kathy and Heathcliff out. Uh, in yes, the, on the moors. Uh, on the moors. Right yeah, now, as is we that speak, in, I'm on the moors. Is that in England or is that Ireland or it's, Scotland? It's, uh, it is it England. A, I thought it was Wales, but I'm not. Or Wales. I, I, I never thought about thought it. it. What the Yorkshire? I thought it was the Yorkshire. The, wherever the moors are. Yeah. Well, anyway, know. that's kind of what it is. So anyway, it gave me this idea. So Angie and I have always wanted to visit England. We mm. just—it's one of our, I guess, bucket list, bucket list yeah. things. And it just hit me because throughout the book, they're always taking tour. You know, you can go on these tours. And all these and, and all your famous the books, they're in London. Yes. They're in Paris. They're in, well, a lot of them are out in the rural areas. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ahead, well, that's what I was going to say. The strengths are, if you if you want to learn about England, you do learn a little bit about, she mentions some of the cities, and she mentions a lot of their customs and their foods and things like that. So if you want to learn about England, and obviously you're going to learn about English literature, because she'll talk about, well, you know, she, Chaucer and the Canterbury Tales comes up a lot. Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice comes up. Charles Dickens and Great Expectations. And there's a lot more. I'm just trying to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. And they'll actually go to different places. But when she starts to re- rethink the book or the story, she'll analyze it and try to figure out, oh, maybe that's what it meant. It's just interesting to see their take on these classics. So are, you, are the clues, are you going to talk about what the clues were? Well, yeah, no. And see, to me, this is where the book is not very plausible. <laughs> it's, you've got this. Okay, she has an English teacher. I was teacher. just wondering if the clue was actually found within the oh, novel. Oh, no. Or, okay. They just give these cheesy clues. Uh, about where like the next location. Like one of them about stealing something, and it has the word Pip. And, you know, Pip was a pickpocket in Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. Mm-hmm. So she knows she's got to steal something in this pub. Oh, okay. Like, like, and then you got to show kindness. Like, it'll say, you must go here and show kindness, or you must do like Pip did in this pub, or they're kind of vague, but you know kind of what you have to do, okay. and then somehow, honestly, I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> got lost in all the clues and how they figured them out. I just, too busy thinking about what the scouts felt like, but anyway. <laughs> um, but really... Um, to me, the big thing was, to me, the big takeaway was, I, I, I like the book because it kept alluding to English literature, okay? Mm-hmm. But one of the big takeaways was that she was a big soccer star, and she had a scholarship to UCLA, and she wanted to play there, and then she wanted to go pro. She gets hurt, and it's a career-ending mm-hmm. um, injury mm-hmm. because she, it's a long story, but she can't play soccer anymore. But her whole identity was wrapped up in soccer. You know, her right. whole life was planned around it. Mm-hmm. And she really had to examine, th- and she uses the literature to kind of help self-assess herself, I guess. Is that self-assess herself? That doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, to, f- to figure out, well, wait, who am I without soccer? She'd built mm-hmm. her whole life around soccer. Mm-hmm. And I think of people, you know, I think of, I've had students go through where I work with her whole life was planned around a sport you know yes. they're gonna go college pro but i'm like well, what if you get hurt what's your plan b totally identify with that because yeah. Cade, he played baseball from the time he was four through two years of college and when he quit in my brain it was like he was his identity was so intertwined with baseball mm-hmm. that it felt like a death 
when yes. he's when he quit. And I know that people will say, "Oh, that's stupid. That's crazy," but it was a such a huge part of his life, mm-hmm. and that part was ending. And you knew that state that his. It was just kind of a symbolic of he's no longer a child now. He's, right. now. he's moving from that stage to becoming a man, I guess. And I'm telling you, it was it it's was tough. I, and I can only imagine an athlete that yeah. their that their identity is tied up in it, and they still had time left to play, and mm-hmm. that time was cut short. I, yeah. I can only imagine what that would be like. So yeah, what happens when someone is stripped of their identity? Mm-hmm. And I always think the same thing. Uh, so much of my identity is in being a Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, big whoop. But still, it's kind of yeah. who I am, and a lot of my time and effort and energy goes into lesson plans and teaching mm-hmm. and and being well, with the students. And I'm like, once I retire and I'm not a teacher anymore, trust me, I don't think I'll ever be bored. I and think I'll I have plenty to do, but. That's so much a part of my identity. What's life going to be like when I'm not a yeah, teacher? Yeah, and anymore? I loved that in the church camp that my daughter went to about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Their preacher talked about how your identity mm-hmm. and what your true identity should yes. be, and not what the world says your identity well, is or what you say it is. So and, I love yes, that he spoke and from about a, that. Yes, and I'm glad he did too. And from a Christian perspective, what I was going to say was to me the lesson here is. You can't let your identity be about worldly things because yes. they can be taken from you in a heartbeat. Right. You have to be wrapped up in your identity and of who you are in Christ. Yeah, and things that matter. Yes, mm-hmm. and things that matter. Because mm-hmm. if your whole identity is wrapped around something of this world mm-hmm. and something happens to it, oh, you're how just many stuck. testimonies have you heard from NFL quarterbacks who mm-hmm. have all these championships and rings and they said they meant nothing? They were right. empty. And then, yeah, it's like, well, what's the next quest? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it just leaves you empty. So even though it's kind of a lighthearted, young adult, there's some romance in it. Is it funny? Uh, Yeah, there's some funny parts in it. To me, it definitely had a deeper meaning. She really had to look at herself and go, wait, who am I without soccer? Okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So what do you think? Well, I I, I guess my first question would be, how long is it? Like Not... Well, I would ha- okay. So I didn't listen to this on. I I listened to it in our school. That is a big perk about being a teacher where I teach is I have access to a uh, app called Sora S O R A, and I get access to all these Y A books for free. And this is one that was on the teen reading list. So I'm trying to read as many of these teen books as I can before school starts. So I can talk about them with the kids, you know, whenever I get back to school. And this was one on the list. Mm-hmm. And so I got to listen to it for free. So it doesn't seem like it really uh, took but that I long would to say, listen to. I don't know, maybe five or six hours. But oh, I, that's nothing. Yeah, compared to like Gone with the Wind oh, or something, it's a drop yeah. in the bucket. 49 hours I so, listened to Gone with the Wind. So Does this sound like one Which is coming be, soon. Oh, oh coming soon to a theater near <laughs> coming you. Coming soon to Twin Talk near you. <laughs> um, what do you think? Do you have any do you have yeah, a future interest at all? I would, I would, I would specifically like to hear the references to the novels and stuff mm-hmm. you know the, and, and i the, thought about that i thought you would enjoy that aspect of it i don't think yeah. you would and enjoy the locations maybe the romance part of it but mm-hmm. but getting to read about england and the locations and kind of going deeper into some of the literature i thought was really cool yeah i would, I would especially if it truly is only five to six hours yeah oh yeah i absolutely would give it well a i'll make a deal try. with you if you ever do decide to read it we'll come back and do another podcast over it and we'll oh, get your just thoughts give my or even add it onto this one and get your thoughts your perspective on mm-hmm. loved it hate it thought okay. it was okay or whatever tell so. me the title one more time okay so it's called uh Love and other great love expectations. and other great expectations by Becky Dean. Okay, 
cool. So, okay. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on Twin, Twin Talk. Talk.